just when you thought you were excommunicated, they bring you back in. Because we're talking movies, we're talking John Wick, Chapter 4, starring Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen, and Bill Skarsgård. Written by Shay Hatton and Michael Finch. Directed by Chad Stileski. Nuts! Jesus, man, like, quotes need to have, like, like an actual quote. I could have just gone with the, yeah, but I'm going to actually have a proper quote. There's no John out there, no happy man with a normal life. There's only John Wick, the killer. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Uh, we're going to be talking about John Wick for uh, the latest installment installment in the John Wick franchise. Sorry, that was my attempt at doing my Keanu Reeves, uh, if you were wondering why I sounded so fucking weird there. Uh, yeah, man, let's just jump into this action-packed fucking extravaganza. Scott, take us away. Okay, so... I had some trepidation going into this. Film. Holy fucking word of the day calendar. Ding, 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 ding. Go ahead. Because one with the like runtime of two hours and 49 minutes heading to the theater, all I could think to myself was how many motherfuckers can this guy really kill for this movie to be that long? And how big of a and, soda do I need to be able to pee in the theater? <laughs> well, that, but the answer is a lot. Now, I did D-Box again. Did you do D-Box? Oh, I was all about the D in the box for this one. And 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 unlike Scream 4, get the fucking D-Box for this. And it, get the biggest screen. We'll talk about that more. But yes, get the D in the box for this. Yeah, it was good. It, like it, it, I felt like I was like, riding a real horse. True. Yes. Yes. Also, like when they did the... Uh... Uh, the roundabout in Paris, like that was kind of fun too. Getting right? like, like bounced like, around off cars. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was fun. There is there was some times too that like normally like when I'm in the D box seats, I go full like 100% max vibration, right? Like during some of these fight scenes, because of like the length of them, I literally had to turn down like the, the thing. I I was almost starting to get like fucking motion sickness from Turn, it, turning down to things around. something never said by scott's wife anyway keep going what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's now part of the show man uh, okay uh, i i'm glad i your yeah, wife I definitely doesn't listen to our podcast so yeah she doesn't 100 she still probably doesn't uh, think you actually do a podcast <laughs> no 100 well now that like i film it in the basement she probably just thinks it's something else like i need an hour to myself yeah everybody you're, be quiet so you're watching porn you are watching yes. porn right now 100 uh but um a little fun fact though um this is actually the first film in the wick series that i actually watched in one sitting Really? I, Did you not see yeah, them all I, in the theater? No, no, no. This was the first one I've ever watched in the theater. Um, but that's the thing. Like with all the ones prior, like I usually watch them. But by the time he gets to like the final boss in the films, like I would pass out. But it wouldn't be from boredom. I just think it's literally from like, like adrenaline. Sensory over no, yeah, like sensory <laughs> overload from the film. Like I, my fucking brain could not. 
handle like because everything is like with all of these it's like like you feel it like it's 100 like fast pace and um just i guess like get into it so much that yeah my my feeble little brain could not handle this i i actually did not pass out of this one i think it was all because of the d box because i would like get shooken around all the time yeah and i would suggest that so my favorite john wick in the series is still the original john wick i think it's the most like neo-noir it is definitely neon noir um it's tight it's i i really like the storyline uh i mean the kills and stuff are not as crazy he's more just using gun foo four is just like let's let's just see how fucking crazy like yes at points it's almost like comical i mean even the ending of three listen spoiler if you haven't seen the ending of three parabellum he gets shot off a fucking roof ping pongs or, or pinballs down a fucking fire escape and stuff and then somehow is uh, survives so just get rid of the whole suspension of disbelief that like john wick is a human and just go with the flow like he falls down what is it 200 and some on stairs backwards and whatnot that that was actually that scene and i don't i really am gonna stay away from spoilers but like when he falls down some stairs there i was like i felt sad for john wick like the whole like fuck just actually as a fat out of shape person walking up those stairs made me feel sad for john wick <laughs> um yes uh but also like fucking donnie yen too right like Imagine a blind guy having to like walk up those fucking stairs too, right? So one of the things I found out, and you're probably you are much more into like Hong Kong uh, kung fu and stuff like that than me, though, is that, and I'm gonna go back and check this shit out. I didn't realize that Johnny N. And sorry for everybody, who I'm gonna say this to. I didn't realize he's the original Ip Man in in the all the Ip Man series. Like this is sorry. This what did you say his name was? Donnie Yen? said Donnie. Yeah, Donnie, I said Johnny, okay. but yeah, I meant Donnie. Yen. Okay. Um, he is Ip Man. Yeah. Like from those fucking amazing Kung Fu movies. Right. So yeah, go ahead. No, no, he is like, he, he's one of the actors that like, especially like he's been around for a long time, but like, like, especially coming in like nineties with, um, you know, when they brought in Jackie Chan, then Jet Li, yep. like, and then he was the next one. But, like, for some reason, he didn't hit as as much as the other two. So, but I would say that it's... definitely compared to Jackie Chan, he was less comedic. So, like, Jackie Chan, a lot of the stuff people know him from is stuff with, like, Rush Hour and stuff like that. So, Jackie Chan's ability to be, like, super funny and, like, you know, getting doing doing kung fu with a banana and shit like that that definitely appealed to an american audience but yeah i don't understand like uh sir who jet lee i don't understand why his name isn't as synonymous as jet lee yeah like like i prefer donnie yen to him and if you're talking like comedic you know just watch the movie he did i think it was in 2018 like big brother just imagine donnie yen in a fat suit fucking eating up fucking people oh wait isn't it called like uh enter the fat dragon i thought it was called big brother but maybe oh, okay maybe, whatever. I don't yeah, know maybe it's means. fat dragon yeah maybe it's fat dragon <laughs> but yeah it's just him in a fucking fat suit beating up fuckers like it's funny 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to go and watch, try and watch more. And and he also still has a big career in Hong Kong and China, right? So mm-hmm. that's the other thing, too. Sometimes these people are superstars, but because we are so centric on, like, North American, maybe European, we don't see them as such. Uh, but I would highly, if you like action, I would highly recommend going and checking out this guy's filmography because it's extensive and it's fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah, like, even... Like, even just even watch the Hitman with... series, man. Like he's fucking, oh, that, oh, that drunken monkey, too. like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but even with this one, it, like I wouldn't be surprised if they had to slow down like the speed rate with how fast he was actually like fucking going, right? He's so fucking fast, even in this, like in this, like you yeah. said, he may be actually moving too fast for the camera, but like, and he plays the blind man so well, like when he and again. This isn't really a big spoiler, but the way he's able to set up those like basically little alarms that Mm -hmm. trigger when someone walks by. So he knows where people are like like the way they manage to go, because, again, you're like, okay, this guy's fucking blind. And then like how they do the workaround with that. Yeah, it's like using his. um, What's the word using his. um disability but making it into a strength right yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. that's the thing once you know and you see it too like once these people pass like those doorbell things it disorient disorientates them because mm-hmm. they weren't expecting it and then he's just like fucking blowing people away right? well and he also uses like high intensity light almost like flashbangs to blind mm-hmm. people and then he's just sort of standing there being like ah fuckers like doesn't bug me <laughs> uh the uh the set piece fight choreography fucking john wick the entire series has not let up on the brilliance in their fight choreography you want to see someone get fucking knocked the fuck out with nunchucks you're gonna see it you want to see someone get kicked in the face by a horse you're gonna see it dogs check fucking samurai swords fucking ninjas like I'm just like, they're just going down the list of like ways that you can fuck some dude up and then doing it. It's fucking so fun. Yeah. Like, um, in terms of what you're saying before, like the nunchuck scene, like that whole fight sequence was my favorite in this film. Cause one, like at the beginning when he's using the nunchucks, I didn't even think he knew how to use nunchucks. It just looked like he was grabbing one end with like both yeah, hands just, be and just like, whipping bang, somebody. Bang. bang. And then once the guy knocks out, that's when he starts doing like the flips and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Man, but, and I, we got to give credit like right off the top of the hot. Like all the actors in this, like their physicality, especially the like, listen, Lawrence Fishburne does more like less kung fu type stuff. But Keanu and all the other people doing like the heavy fight choreography, like a Keanu's doing a lot of his own stunts. Um, but it's amazing. Like their movement, like, and be remember because unlike a lot of action films and they started this with the whole original John wick, there's very little close up, So you see everything. So there's either you're doing your own stunt or your stunt, your stunt double has to do it, but it's very difficult to switch them in and out because they don't use a lot of edit points. So you just get to see these big kind of like a wide shot of these guys just fucking going at it. And like, how old's Keanu now? Like over 50? Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I, I feel tired just watching him fucking, you know, run down the street then he get and and the, he clearly uh, no, gets he Tom gets Cruise. hits. That's him. Yeah, and well, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise doing though. the running, but 
Keanu gets hit by a car in every single fucking John Wick. <laughs> it's amazing. But in terms of what you're saying, like with these fight choreographs and stuff like that, like, because yeah, like they go on like good five to 10 minutes each fight, right? Give or take. Like, and in that nunchuck scene, like you see him like, like right after the fight's done, kind of just fall to the floor and catch his breath. Like for me, that's like, that actually happened. Like that was him, like, holy fuck, just being tired. And they're like, all right, like just keep that kind of in, right? Like make it more real. Well, and yeah, that's one of the, the things tired. about John Wick is he's not he, like the character is an old man. He's out of shape because he hasn't. I mean, technically in this, he's been like getting himself back in shape to go take on the high table. But like, they're not pretending that he's not an old man. Like, remember when he's fighting the? Is it in three or is it in this one? Fuck, I can't remember. I watched them all back to back. Anyway, it might be in three or it might be this one. Those two, uh, Indonesian fighters. And they're like, first off, they're like, oh, it's a pleasure to fight you, John Wick. And then they're like, ah, oh, he's he's old. He's out of shape. Like, he's not in his prime. And then he he actually lets them live, right? Uh, that might be in no, Parabellum. So yeah, that was that was that was the that was in one. Parabellum. This one, um, he yeah, this one was the beginning, which because um, not a lot of digital um, enhancement was done in this film. So at the beginning, when they are in the desert, and he's like writing that that was actually the rock where lawrence of arabia was filmed oh wow yeah so they they actually did practical um and yeah but he killed the two guys there and then he killed the elder oh that's right that's right right, that's right that was awesome too like it opens up with this big like sahara scene and there he's like fucking gunfighting on a horse you know what i mean or was it a camel it was a horse right it was a horse yeah i think so um, how did you feel about that running time? Like two hours, 49 minutes. Like I was dreading it going in. Cause just cause I'm like, fuck, that's a long movie. That's like, that's my entire afternoon. Um, so how did you feel about that? Yeah. If I had one word to describe this film, I would say it's grandiose. Grandiose. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like everything was like large and everything was like extended. It just made you feel like, like small kind of thing right like even the fucking scene where you know they're setting up the duel and um oh my god ian oh ian um ian mcshane winston yeah yeah and he's just walking in that museum or whatever the fuck he's walking and it just feels like he's walking for like seven minutes or ten minutes before he even long tracking shot right and it's yeah the dolly's just moving beside him or whatever yeah like everything was just large um even like the one thing like that berlin fucking nightclub scene i just want to say this like i want to live in the world where you know this actually happens where people can be gum fooding and stuff but you're you're still dancing you're you're not fucking up your beat right like you're like (laughs) and then the guy gets shots in front of you you stop for a little bit wipe the blood and then you're just like this is the drop team I want to go to a nightclub that has a fucking waterfall in it. Like it's you basically like walk through the main entrance and then you go through the waterfall and then it's just like fucking DJ spinning, boom, boom, boom. It's fucking insane, man. Be like, Which, go ahead. For a technical problem for the DJ, like getting that all those electronics through the waterfall, right? Like <laughs> that that might be a problem. Or, might or, be ma- a or maybe the waterfall got turned on after they did their setup. I don't know. Um, that's the other thing, like the set decoration. Like I'm watching this some of this stuff and I'm like. Like, the use of, like, mirrors, the use of, 
uh, neon lighting, the use of uh, just like glass partitions and stuff. I'm like, like uh, the fucking setup just for like, just to like get the scene looking right is exhausting. Like I could not imagine having to fucking do all that work uh, or even just to, the, 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 to, to create those concepts in the mind of the set decorator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think it goes and it, and I think that's why these films too are so popular. Like this franchise is, is these little like things that they do that make it like, like work so well that you don't even think of like all the choreography, like it's a dance. Mm-hmm. It is 100%. Like even like I was saying like that club scene, right? Like the fact that the people are moving enough that he can just like you have John Wick moving through them without getting interrupted, but also the camera movement because it, it does look like a tight space where none of these extras are actually hitting the camera and like because I'm assuming it's going to be uh, like the the camera's being held by like a steady cam and it's just the guy kind of moving backwards, right? Like I don't see them at being able to put it on any kind of apparatus to move the camera around. I mean, unless of... they're using like a techno crane, right? So then the camera head can come down and almost be floating in front. Uh, and then yeah, that back. I think they used in the abandoned church, right? Cause that it went over done. And then you could see like, inside the rooms from the top kind of thing by the way churches churches in the john wick world super dangerous i actually mean churches in the real world if you're a young boy can also be super dangerous but like (laughs) Um, i'll say the stuff that you can't say scott (laughs) well i said it before we started (laughs) yeah yeah that's like off the record (laughs) yeah well like doing like the notes and stuff like that for this one. So the director pretty much cited the warriors as the primary inspiration for this, for this in like chapter of it, which I think is very clear, right? Like you got the DJ, the DJ saying where like John Wick's going to be similar to like in the warriors or the DJ saying where the warriors are and everything like that. Um, Which was, you know, it's nice. Like, doing the homage back to you know films that inspire them but i mean this is the first one not written by the series creator Derek colston like he had a writing team on parabellum but he's he's now out for four and five like and he said that it wasn't his decision it was basically the studio said thanks we'll take it from here so do you notice any difference in the writing or five Five that's going to come out. Yeah. Four and five are not written by him. There's no five. Five is coming. If you, if you're referring to the ending, I'm going to explain something to you. Look at that fucking dog. The dog is older. What they're doing is showing you the future. Okay. You can't, we can't have, no, no, I, I don't, I don't think like the ending is like, I think like spoiler. No, We're not do spoilers. Five don't seconds. Spoil. Don't don't do spoilers. Just, just don't seconds. do it, man. This movie literally came out on fucking Thursday. No spoilers. Just fucking. You know what I'm Fuck talking you. about. People who've seen I know the movie what know what we're talking about. about. Too, Those but... who haven't, don't fucking wreck it for them. Um, yes, there is going to be a five. I was actually under the impression that they were shooting them back to back, but I, I'd have to dig into that more. But yeah, five is a hundred percent like happening. Okay. 
Yeah, that's good. To but know, yeah, so both. But yeah, but and uh, like I said, Derek Kolstad did not write four. He did not write five, and they brought in a writing team to work with him uh, on three. So, I mean, that's got to kind of that's got to be weird, you know. You create this thing, and it is this massive project. I wonder if he's getting. It'd be interesting to see what his contract is. Like, does he get any IP residuals? You know what I mean? Most, um, I'm going to say most likely, but. Because um, it is still credited as like created by, right? So yeah. he may be just getting a piece of that fat, fat fucking cash. Yeah, because I'm trying to think um, and I'm having a brain fart, but the original writers of like Alien they still get some residuals for every fucking re- because it's their that. creation or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Unless, you know, I think it's only if they, they like give or take like James Cameron, right? Like when he sold fucking Terminator, right. He didn't get any of that until like it came back to him mm. recently. I right? guess the reason I bring that up is because there's always that big fight with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Rocky. Right. So right. maybe it's just because at the point in his career, he he sold the right. He sold right? the 100 like percent rights. You know what I mean? So there's the IP mm. no longer belongs to him. Right. Like he's still a part of it. Like he'll get the residuals for the acting, the directing, the screenwriting, stuff like that. But he wants some of the residuals. Well, yeah. Like for the, the IP. Yeah. Um, which, you know, maybe they had something like a written kind of thing between him and the producer that bought it but yeah with that it seems like the producer decided to give it to his kid instead so you know so this thing has a budget of 100 million that you know they continue to go up it was like i think it was what 50 million was the first one or something like that and they they just Mm -hmm. tend to increase again you look at films that they're doing for like four or five hundred million john wick has like you know a quarter of those budgets and they're doing um, like they're making that fucking money work for them, man. Like, I, I, this is a beautiful long film, and I think the original cut was like two hundred and twenty six minutes, and they trimmed it down to the like two hours and forty nine minutes that they have or whatever, right? So, yeah, um, it works though. That's the thing. Like, it, like I said, like I, I was the same as you. Like, I, I'm like. I don't, I don't know if I really want to watch a fucking three hour fucking John Wick film, but I'm fucking glad I watched the three hour John Wick film. Right? Yeah, man. Yes. Now, and, and I'm glad I watched ahead. it in the theater. Uh, before yes. you get onto your next point, do you think this will, cause I still think the original John Wick, John Wick one, it's fine to watch it at home. Like I, I feel very comfortable watching it. I don't think this is going, cause I think the original John Wick has like, I don't want to say better story, but it's much more story driven. This is just like John Wick's fucking upset. He's going to fuck some people up. Enjoy. I don't know yeah. if this is going to translate to watching on your laptop or your TV. What do you think? Well, I think the first one's more contained, right? It's more like, um, you know, like. Yeah, it's more contained. It's I, very simple. It's a simple story that yeah, takes place it, not even like in a, New York, but in a section of New York almost. Yeah, it's like a, a little video game where you're going from A to B to get to the big boss, right? Yep. And then that that's kind of where it goes. The, like this is like it's world building, but it is fucking Global. expansive at time too, right? And like the cinematography, like each place they go is fucking beautiful too, yeah. right? Like like I've never wanted to go to Paris. 
but now I want to go to Paris just so I can fucking run over my beetle over a bunch of fucking guys who decided to cross the street fucked up, right? <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, there's no... That's the thing that I think is always amazing about these films. Like, especially, like, the people that are outside, like, I guess the norms, like we would be. Like, your your car hits somebody, but no one stops. They just keep on fucking going, right? Like, you're literally watching, like, a gunfight while you're driving. It's just like, all right, well, fuck. You know, it's midnight in Paris. Oh, man. Even, <laughs> even so, John Wick driving his car in a circle... The, I think the door is ripped off the car and he's fucking shooting while doing like fucking burnout fucking, you know, left turn, left hand turns or whatever. I'm just like that. That scene alone makes me love the fucking watching this movie. Oh, well, not even like I like the one prior to that when he takes out. I think it was the passenger side door where the guy like went into the car and he grabs him and then flicks it over and just holds on to the guy while hitting the lamppost oh yeah it yeah, has yeah. like the comic like <laughs> kind of sound to it. so john wick in its and okay so we're recording this the sunday morning that john wick has come out so by the time you hear this the this piece of information will not be as accurate but in its opening weekend before even the sunday showings it's already done 29.5 million. Right now they're projecting over 70 by the end of the weekend. Uh, it could even go higher than that, which again, they continue to have bigger budgets and then make more money and make more money. So like they are, they have done so well with this franchise. And I think one of the best things that they have done is the quality of these films has not deteriorated. It's gotten bigger. It's changed, changed and stuff like that, but they've never gone into it like phoning it in. They're still bringing like like an eleven on, on the scale, you know. What I mean, they're the the gun choreography, the fight choreography, the driving choreography, everything is still like these guys are spending whatever time they're spending writing these scripts. They're like they're putting their entire effort in, and whatever time is available for the director and the cinematographer, they are like fucking capturing the best fucking examples of what they can put out. Like they clearly have pride in the franchise that they're working on. Okay, now. I know you said there's a chapter five, but the the director has, I believe, gone on record saying like this one was the last one he's directing, um, and he's the one that's done all of them. All of them. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, do you know if he's going to be directing Ballerina? No, I think that like the spinoff is completely somebody else. Same with the Continental TV series. That's Which is going to be, be awesome because they've they've got a great concept, right? They're going to have all these female assassins. Continental means you're going to be able to just like check out different assassins doing different things. Right. But it is like um, kind of sad in terms of Continental because I believe if I wasn't mistaken, Lance Reddick was supposed to be a part of that show. Oh, cool. Before his passing. He died. Yeah, I know he died. In real. And yeah, like in for real. real. For real. And yeah, for yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that was like so sudden he was 60 and he died at home like what was that last mm. week yes so i think he was supposed to be a part of it and now i don't know if because of his passing is maybe they edit it so that way his character no longer goes through right spoiler yeah but well but do you yeah, know if, like, do you know if ian mcshane will be playing winston in the continental or is it only because it's is it continental new york or is it like continentals know. Uh, they did release something, but I didn't read it just the other day about like what the concept of Continental was going to be. But I'm going to assume it's New York, right? Like I can see like 
Ian McShay does film and TV a lot. Mm. Like he does many. What, yeah, if Deadwood, you haven't seen Deadwood, American... fucking go watch Deadwood or American Gods. Gods, yeah. So I can see him being a part of it. Now, the one thing I want to say in terms of this franchise, I know you're saying, "Hey, Chapter Five, I want to go in the future." I'm going to tell you what I want. Go out of this. Ready? I want John Wick Chapter Zero. Which oh, you is, want prequel? I want a Sweet November remake in the John Wick universe. If you remember Sweet November, it's Keanu Reeves' early 90s romantic comedy with uh, Charlize Theron where he falls in love with a woman with terminal cancer. So oh, there's your John shit. Wick. Oh, you your just blew John my Wick. brain up. <laughs> there's your John Wick premise. But now it's like him trying to make their dates while killing a bunch of motherfuckers on the way. Oh fuck! Until okay, they, call up, call up the studio, love. baby, because you got to write that spec script, baby, because that's uh, that's solid. It's sort of like how they always tie. Well, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne was also in the Matrix, but like w- the amount of times he says, "Like, what do you need?" And he's like, "Guns, lots of guns," and I'm just like, "Yeah, Matrix throwback." You know what I mean? So yeah. the C- the DP on this is uh, this is Dan uh, Lauston, who obviously he did uh, two through four, but. He works a lot with Christopher Gaines and uh, Gilmero del Toro. So he did Shape of Water. He did Nightmare Alley. He did Silent Hill. Uh, we did a whole episode on Silent Hill. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, a better film by his, though, is Brotherhood of the Wolf. Um, this, I, can't, I don't even know how you fucking DP a film like this. Like these massive scale films with all this fucking movement and lighting and stuff like it gives me anxiety just trying to figure out like how you would shoot one scene, including the director. Like, I don't even know anxiety. how you fucking direct a film this big. I was going to say, I'm going to give you more anxiety. This film's digital, right? Mm. It was filmed in digital. Imagine if they did this in film. Ugh, yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine waiting. <laughs> for, well, you got to just keep switching out canisters. You got to do fucking daily trailers. I mean, you still do dailies with this to make sure you got the stuff you have, but there's the difference between like, did we get the shot we want? And like, did the shot fucking actually turn out on the film that we wanted? You know what I mean? Uh, I'm really excited. So Bill Skazgard, who plays the, the marquee, uh, I am super excited for the upcoming Nosferatu film. I know it's been plagued by a bunch of development stuff, but that's Edgar. I think it's Edgar Wright that's cho- directing that. And he is so Robert good. Eggers. Sorry. Would I, would I say Edgar Wright? Yeah. Not Edgar Wright. Yeah. Um, how do you say his name? Robert Eggers, Robert the, Eggers, from the North you. Man. Yes. And, he's uh, so good at, well, and he also did The Witch. He's good at mm-hmm. gothic. Dark. Like, I think this is, like, so perfect for him. And, I mean, Bill Skazgard is, I mean, he played um, It. Well, he played Pennywise in It. He's got that weird face, right? That's what I was more looking forward to is the It TV series, Return or Dairy, that he's going to be coming back. Oh, is he going to play Pennywise Penny- in that as well? Yeah, it's like the prequel. So, you know, Pennywise fucking people up in the 50s or whatever, right? Uh, which is, yeah, like the prequel to like where you kind of pick up uh, in the books, right? Yeah, sure. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, not a, I'm not in the writer's room. Um, but if I was, let me tell you about it, chapter zero. <laughs> <laughs> Scott prequels, we'll call you prequel squat. <laughs> 
prequel prequel Scott Scott. Um, it's my new website. I'm getting rid of Scott Scott. <laughs> now it's like prequel. it's a subsidiary. Um, okay, I know you always complain that I don't. My quotes don't come from you know big enough sources. Uh, but does... you just complained about my fucking quote for this movie. I was gonna say I am Klaus, but then I'm like, I really thought that's what you were so gonna say. I'm pretty sure I gotta check it out, but I'm pretty sure that is the doorman from Bergheim, the like super exclusive German techno club. I, I'm I'm 99% sure I'd have to pull up the IMDb, but I'm pretty sure because I had heard rumors that he so he's a very famous doorman because he's the one who decides if you get in or out and he has the look he has the piercings in the right place. I'm like, that's got to be him. And he's obviously he's a German who lives in Berlin. So I'm pretty sure that is the doorman for uh, Ber- Bergheim, the techno club in Germany, the super exclusive one. So. Okay, so my quote this week comes from Owen Gleiberman from Variety. Is Variety a big enough industry trade paper for you there, Scott? Are, are we okay uh, yes. with Variety? <laughs> also, I just looked it up, and you are right. It is Klaus him? Is is Fen Marquette, or Marquette. I am or... Klaus. Bam! Yeah. <laughs> he fucking punches. I hits him with, like, a strap or something. And okay. then doesn't knock him out. He says it again. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter four feels like the first John Wick movie that wants to be a Clint Eastwood spaghetti Western. It's like Sergio Leone crossed with John Woo as seen in Times Square. Fuck yeah, it does. And that is like that quote alone encapsulates this film. And that also that quote should make you want to like fucking run out. If you like spaghetti Westerns, if you like Neo or neon noir, like this film is should be on your fucking you should be at the movie theaters fucking right now you shouldn't even be listening to this fucking podcast because you should have already seen this fucking uh movie i know that ramble didn't make any sense (laughs) i was gonna say one yeah you you should be listening to this podcast also like and subscribe tell your moms about us you know uh tell your moms about scott for sure and then check out scott scott (laughs) that as well too but they're in terms of that quote, I, I will. I'll, the only thing is, like, there isn't any Times Square shit. Well, it's because Times Square, Square is full of light and neon and stuff like that. That's why, Scott. That's why you just made me walk, walk, walk you through something that was pretty self-evident. So, well, you could have just said a Berlin nightclub with Klaus. I can't just make up a fucking quote and attribute it to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> It'd be uh, like, this is what I think. So, yeah, I mean, that quote is kind of like what I want to end on. Uh, I think you should definitely see this this film. See it on the biggest screen. Get the D in your box if you can afford it, if it's in your price point. Uh, Scott, thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's all about the D box in this one. I think it made the film. And, uh, like, with this film, I took my son and my nephew. And this was my nephew's first time ever doing D box. And he was like, I'm not going to watch another movie again unless it's this and he was like i felt so he was like he was like i felt so so like uh important in these d-box all these i feel so bad for all the people in the regular seats all these peasants that weren't able to experience it and i'm like motherfucker i'm the one that paid for your ticket i'm like riding high on somebody else's money i mean that's what the one percent does anyways but it's good to see that he's already an elitist yeah <laughs> but it, it was fun it was fun watching like the, like especially like 
people's first time with the D box, right? Like when that first vibration or shake happens, I just usually look at them and then it's like the smile on their faces, right? Like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be a show. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. According to our producer, uh, so Bergheim supposedly actually has a fucking water feature. So that's the craziness of uh, Berlin nightclubs. Uh, I'm So you should probably reach out and ask the DJs, how did you get your DJ equipment through the waterfall? How did you get past the Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.